Glory be to God. Okay. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There's a word for the house this morning. <clears throat> There's a word for the house this morning. Hallelujah. I mentioned this uh, about three weeks ago on Power Up, <clears throat> and I'm going to expand on it this morning. I don't think we'll, we will get through all of it, but you need to get your, your pens, your, 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 however you record. Some impartation is going to be released today that will bring you into your, your promised land, your Canaan. I know we hear a lot of messages from all over the place about God bringing release and God bless you and God going to do this and that. But, but if you have been part of this house and you have been walking through, drug, drug, almost walking through the mud, you, you know what I mean. You've been dealing with the mud and you have been do, doing it faithfully. You have been believing God for something when you have not seen much of anything. And I have kept reminding us that, that the wave that splashes onto the beach that you enjoy today no, has, has really in many parts of the country started uh, a month or more ago in the mid-Atlantic. And just because you, it took that long to get there, it got to you. You were able to enjoy that wave as it splashed and broke onto the shore. When it breaks onto the shore, listen to this, when the wave breaks onto the shore, do you think about how long it took to get, there, to get there? Have you ever sat on the beach wasting mental capacity, wondering how long that wave took to get to you? Absolutely not. You know what we do? You walk on the edge of the water and enjoy it. There are several people here that God has put you in a holding pattern and that holding pattern has to be a place of enjoyment. You gotta enjoy God when you don't see the wave break yet. You cannot allow yourself to become very discouraged and speak negativity. You cannot allow yourself to develop a bad attitude because the wave took so long to come here. The wave, the wave is is, is following its natural process. You've got to understand. Don't try to speed up what God has already set in your life as natural process. Two things will happen when you try to do that. Either you will leave the beach too early and miss the wave, or you will stay on the beach grumbling and still miss the wave because you're looking at the wrong thing. Either way, you're going to miss your wave. And it has to do with you not being settled in the fact that God's got you. And second, that God knows you. He knows you and he's got you. God knows me and he's got me. You, you, you ha it has to be settled in your mind. 
Several weeks ago on Power Up, I mentioned three words. <clears throat> pause, pivot, pace. Pause, pivot, pace. I want you to go to uh, Joshua, the book of Joshua with me. We're going to read Joshua uh, 5, verse 15. And then we're going to go right into 6 and read from verses 1 through 7. Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, this is after Joshua has taken command of Israel, Moses, my servant, is gone. <clears throat> God has put him in a place to lead God's people from where they are into the promised land that God has promised. And in, in this moment, the angel of God meets him and gets him ready for the process. So here we go. Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, take your sandals off your foot, for the place where you were standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Verse 6, verse 1. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel, None went out and none went in, came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all the men of war. You shall go all around the city once. This you shall do six days. And the seven priests shall bear the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times. And the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. That when you hear the sound of the trumpets, that all the people shall shout with a great shout, then the wall of the city will fall down flat and the people shall go up every man straight before him. Then Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, take up the ark of the covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horn before the ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, proceed, and march around the city and let him who is armed advance before the ark of the Lord. Jump to the 620. So the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpets and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. Let's stop right there for now. We're not going to go to Matthew yet. We're going to go back to Joshua 
the uh, 515. I made a declaration that I haven't even written down, but I'm going to say it to you. Worship team, thank you so much. Elder Jordan, every worship team member, thank you for investing the time so God can create an atmosphere in this house. Thank you all so much. Uh, I want to welcome uh, Brother Chris uh, Farmer. God bless you, brother. It's good to see you in our house. As a first-time visitor, God bless you. Welcome to our house. One of the guys are going to greet you at some point, and I'll make sure that I shake your hand before you go. I'd love to do that. Thank you, Jesus. Don't let, don't let the wall of your Jericho be the hindrance to your Canaan. That's just a proclamation. On the subject, don't let your Jericho, the walls of your Jericho, keep you out of your Canaan. You've done that too many times, and it is time. You're not getting younger. How many of us can look at yourself in the mirror and you say, I say it all the time, Andrew, you feel better than you did two years ago. You, you, you feel, I feel great. But the truth is, Andrew, you're not getting younger. It don't matter if I go out to the gym and I pump some iron and put on uh, 20 pounds of just muscle and I look more buffed and sharper than I did five years ago, I'm still getting older. Because you cannot run away from time. Don't let the Jericho walls in your life be the thing that hinders you, messes with you, preoccupies you, and keeps you out of your Canaan. Canaan is the place of release. It's the place with the berries that two men have got to carry on their shoulder. It's the place of so much wealth that it makes your mouth drop. Do not be misled by the fact that your Jericho has a wall around it. Finances are going haywire. Your health is off kilter. Your emotional state is just not where it should be. And you stay there. This morning's word, this message is about getting past Jericho. Getting past Jericho. You got to get past Jericho. Jericho is not a place that you're going to, you the walls, are, you're going to pray and fight and do what God told you until the walls come down and then you camp out there. No. Jericho, for all the work that it took to get into Jericho, it was still a place of pausing. So I'm going to give you some releases, some, some things that, that, that are going to be stickies that, 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 that you will carry with you and create conversation with yourself and others. 
You do not pause to stop. Nobody pauses to stop. You stop to stop. You don't pause to stop. I'm getting somewhere with that. You pause to reestablish your place and your purpose. The adversary wants you to stop. We're going to get to that in a moment. But the reason you pause is to reestablish place and purpose. The adversary will attempt at every turn, Jordan, to turn your pause into a stop. He wants to create, a, make Jericho a place of stopping when Jericho is just supposed to be a pass-through. Just because you have to fight to get to Jericho doesn't mean Jericho is the stopping point. Just because you have had a bad childhood, you grew up on the just, just very negative circumstances, does not mean that your first good job is your Canaan. God's got more. That everything you've got now, God's got more for you. If you treat Jericho like Canaan, then Jericho will become your Canaan. And that is not God's intention. God's intention is for you to, to get the walls down, go through, win it, get your, 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 your energy up, and proceed into the rest of Canaan. I'm going somewhere with this. Pausing is a decision place. Pausing is a decision place. Pausing is a decision place. Now, you now you're beginning to see why you cannot allow the place where God, God allows you to pause to become a stopping place. Because you're only there, you're only there To replenish. You're only there to reconnect with purpose. You're only there to get yourself situated so that when you get to Canaan, you don't fall off the track. What do I mean by that? If you don't understand where God has brought you from by taking you through Jericho, when you get to Canaan, you will lose your commitment. When last have you taken care with all of your heart with something that was free, especially younger folk? The freer the thing, the less we do what? Value it. We don't understand that just because it's free, it doesn't lessen value. Air is free. But if you don't treat air right, 
the intrinsic value of ear to you will show on your face when you're lying without breath. Sunlight is important to you and I. You need some sunlight. Without any sunlight at all, you will lose vitamin D and other things that are needed to the body, and you become more susceptible than ever to disease. You lock a prisoner up in darkness with no sunlight, with no light at all, for a year or two when they come out, they lose melanin in their skin, they lose their eyesight, they lose their teeth fall out because you need the light. I'm going somewhere, I'm going somewhere. Pausing is a decision that Satan wants to turn into a stagnant stop. Pausing is a decision. It's not a place, it's a decision. I want you to get that. The adversary wants to turn your pause into a place, but pausing is a decision. It's a decision that, that, that identifies where God is taking you and how he's going to take you. It's a pause. It's a place of, of, of recommitment, re, redetermining what God is trying to do in your life. So pausing is a decision place. It's a decision place that the devil wants to turn into a stagnant stop. How many of us understand that life is moving? Life does not wait for you. Life does not wait for you. Life does not wait for anybody. It's not waiting on you. So you could decide to stop and stay in that place and not grow and not mature and not seek after God and have him move you to the next level. And guess what? You will be the only one standing in that spot. That's the other thing. That people and things and places and opportunity do not stop when you stop. So you cannot allow yourself to stop in places where God has ordained to be a pause. Matthew 7, 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Leave that right there, and here, here's what I wrote to break that down better for me. Keep on asking, and you will receive. That's the NLT. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open. Points to that verse right there. You got to seek his face. You've got to seek his face. You've got to ask and seek. You've got to be a seeker of God's face. What are, we trying to, what are we trying to establish? What should happen when you pause? If these things are not being done, when you, when you pause, then the pause will turn into what? Say it loud. When these things that I'm going to give you are not done, 
your pause will turn into a, a stagnant stop. It's not a good stop. It's not a restful stop. It's a stagnant stop. So when God brings you to a place of pausing, whenever you feel like nothing is happening, come on, you get to a place when you feel like nothing is happening. Not, have, has anybody been that way? It just, it just feels dry right now. It just feels like, like I'm not moving forward, like, like, like God isn't really doing anything. Let me tell you something. God is always speaking. Did you know that? That God never stops speaking. First John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God. And the Word came, became flesh, and dwelt among us. So Jesus is the Word, and the Word is, the, is Jesus. When Jesus went back to his Father, he said, Don't you leave Jerusalem because... I got somebody else that's going to continue speaking for me. That person was the Holy Spirit. And God, the word specifically says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he is going to lead and guide you into truth. You cannot be led and guided into anything if you don't hear nothing. So he's always speaking. When I don't, when I lose my way, it's because I'm doing something off or I'm not doing something. It's never with God because he is continuously speaking life. I just got to catch it. I just got to catch it. He's continuously releasing blessing and favor in my path. He's continuously curtailing the adversary's attack on my life to, met, to, to, to match the growth he knows I have. Oh my God. Woo! Okay, okay, okay. Seek his face, find answers. Seek his face, find answers. Do not stop seeking when the answer is taking too long. Do not stop seeking when the answer takes too long. When you get tired, worship. When you get tired, worship. When you get bored, worship. When you become frustrated, find the promise. There it is right there. Uh-huh, 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 yep. You said, you're going to always be with me, Lord. You said, you're a promise keeper. You said that the promises you give to Abraham are mine. So because it's taken this long, my flesh wants to buck up. My flesh wants to kick up. My flesh wants to go crazy and, and turn around. But in the name of Jesus, my spirit is taking control of my flesh. And I am doubling down and saying, in the name of Jesus. I believe what God's word says. I will wait on God and continue to seek his face and worship while I wait if it here lips the governor. 
Seek. Seek. Seek and pray. Knock. So the first was seek according to that verse. Seek and then knock. I said knock makes fearless declarations. When you knock, when you're knocking, one, one is you're, you're seeking, you're looking for what God is, is trying to show you. But, but, but the other one is knock. Uh, 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 it's knocking makes a sound. You can seek without sound. Am I, tell, am I talking sense? You can look for money without making a sound, right? If it fell on the floor and got lost, you can look for the money without making a sound. But God said, I don't want you just seeking for what I'm about to release. If you don't see it, I want you to become more desperate and make a sound. I want you to knock. He's challenging you to take your faith to the next level. <laughs> Seeking, you could do without nobody looking. <laughs> but when you begin to knock, somebody is hearing. Somebody is going to look at you. Somebody is going to think you're crazy. Somebody is going to believe that you are off because they don't see and understand why you're knocking. Why, why are you still knocking? It doesn't look like anything is happening, but you're still knocking. Why, why, why are you going to do that? You're crazy. Yep, that's exactly where God wants to take you. He wants to take you into seeking, but then he wants to add knocking so that you develop a boldness that will not be shifted. You will not stop praising just because people look at you strange. You will not stop believing that God is about to come for you, even though it's been three years and I've been talking about it. You can look at me crazy, but it's crazier for me to stop believing now than to start looking at you and thinking what you're telling me to do. So, seek his face, find answers. B, knock, make fearless declarations of God's faithfulness for the future. Make fear, knock, knock, knock. This is what you're verbalizing. You're believing God for something. Don't just look for God to do it and talk to yourself. Look for God to do it and start making bold proclamations. I don't see it yet, but I believe it's coming. If, and if it don't show up in my life, it's going to show up in my children. If it don't show up in my children, it's going to show up in my grandkids. Because God's word will never fall to the ground. What? It's not going to be fruitless. It's going to bear fruit. So I've got to become, once again, once again, i got to seek but I've also got to knock. Make fearless declarations of God's faithfulness for the future. This is what I'm believing God for. 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 And you say it and say it until you lose all shame about saying it. You lose all shame about declaring it. You just stand on it and it looked normal to you. It becomes so normal that when people come to you and stand in your presence, even when they don't believe what you're saying, they got to act like they believe because you're so sure. 
Champions don't fold, they finish. Champions don't fold, they finish. Do not let, do not let anyone cause you to lose your championship. God has declared that you are going to win. That this pause is just, is just to get things re reorganized. It is not a stop. This is not a halt. It's just taking a minute to reassess and let God give you new insight. Learn to pause properly. Learn to pause properly. I can only govern myself properly. Listen to this. I can only govern myself properly when I allow God to govern me permanently. I can only govern myself properly when I allow God to govern me permanently. I can only govern myself properly when I allow God to govern me permanently. And when you make the decision to let God govern you permanently, folks that don't have God in their lives as a permanent fixture will look at you strange. Well, let them look. The smile they have on their face is a lie. The prissiness they walk with is a fake. When they get into their corner, when they get into a dark room, when they're at home alone, they're bawling their eyes out. Because they don't have the presence with them. They don't have the presence of God with them. They're lonely. They're disheartened. I'm building, I, I mean, I am looking for the champions that God is building here. Champions finish. They don't fold. Do not allow the adversary to make you fold. God's promises are ye and amen, and they're going to come through in Jesus' name. There are things that God is coming through for in my life now in my 50s that I literally, I literally said, well, I'll meet the halfway point. They ain't going to come through. Just let them go. But even though my mind was telling me so, I refused to let my lips say so. Come on, come on, come on. Even though my mind was telling me so, Alfredo, I refuse to let my lips say so. You know why? Because my mind could, the adversary could attack my mind with anything, but he is not going to make me say nothing that goes against God's promise in my life. Dad Ross, Bishop used to say, and I said it before, the bird can fly around your head as much as it wants to. Just don't let it build a nest in your hair. The adversary can come as powerful and as strongly as he wants to in your life and attack every which way but loose, and that's fine. 
But the holding on to the promises of God will stop him from building a nest in you. The next two was pivot and pause and uh, and pace. Pivot and pace. I'm not going to give any more of that today. I want us to just just stop at the pause area because there's somebody here who, who God has put you in a pause position and you have allowed the adversary to turn your pause into a halting stop. And if that happens, you lose hope, you become anxious, you have become uh, disgruntled, you started pointing fingers at God because you have not, you've not clued into the fact that this is just a pause. And when your life goes into pause, the thing, (laughs) you control your pause. That's the thing. You control your pause. You decide whether whether your life is, is going to be a pause or it's going to be a stop, a halting stop. What do I mean by that? When you learn to do the things that create the answers when you pause, then you move on and pivot. We can get into pivot next, next Sunday. So you have to learn to do the things that help you to manage the pause like a pause. You've got to become a person that seeks. Seeks. Just because you haven't got the answer yet doesn't mean you don't stop asking God about it. You don't stop thanking God for it. You don't stop declaring it and saying, I'm not asking for something bad. I'm asking for something good. I'm not believing for something atrocious. No, I'm believing for something that will bring God glory. So I will continue to believe it. And now that the adversary is trying to act up, I'm going to take it up a notch. Every time I'm talking to my friends, I'm going to declare it. I'm going to find a way to declare it. I'm going to find a way to talk about how good God is. I'm going to find a way to give God some praise for something else that God has done while I'm waiting on him to do this one. You got to learn to beat the adversary at his own game. The adversary wants you to continuously focus on what hasn't happened yet. And the more you focus on what has not happened yet, you lose focus on what has already happened, what is already blessing you, what is already in your life, what God has already done that has brought you into a place of resting so that you could actually pause. Oh, my Lord, Jesus. So while I'm waiting, I worship. While I'm waiting, I worship. Why? I'm worshiping him because of, what, of who he is, first of all, and second, because of what he's already done. The devil cannot take away what God has already done for you. 
Don't allow him to keep you focused on what God is going to do when you can worship over what God's already done. God knows what you need. So just stay in that place of worship. This morning, I I admonish you, don't let your pause turn into a stagnant stop. God is about to come through. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you. If you're listening to me online, I know many, many people are listening online. We're about to go into, just for the next uh, uh, less than five minutes, uh, our communion time. Jesus, just before he left, he said to his disciples, what, what, I'm, what I'm about to do is so monumental in the life of humanity that you have got to remember it as often as you can. You need to celebrate what I'm about to do on Calvary for you. Do not take for granted the price that I am going to be paying the thing that I'm going to be doing to redeem you. Here's what you have to do. Simple. Take a moment and just consecrate yourself. I don't care what's going on in your life. Open yourself right now for God to bless you. Open yourself right now for God to transform something in your life. We're going to celebrate with the Lord's Supper. We're going to celebrate the fact that God paid, the, Jesus paid the price for us. And that I don't have to kill a cow or a goat or anything every year, bi-yearly. I don't have to get the pastor or priest to present for me. I could present it for myself. So right now in these weaning moments of our service, would you present yourself? Present your own sacrifice. Lord, I present me. I present me, I present me, I present me. I got on good clothes, nice clothes. My hair looks good. You know, you know the inward parts of me. You know my, my thought life. You know the areas of me that is stumbling the areas of me that has messed up, the areas that no one else has seen yet, that brings you pain. Today, I consecrate. Come on, come on, come on. Today, I consecrate. In this moment of pause, I consecrate. In this moment of pause, I ask you to wash me. In this moment of pause, I ask you to clean me up. I know. This is the 1300th time that I'm asking you to do this. And still you're receiving me with loving kindness. Still you're sending goodness and mercy to walk beside me every day. I thank you, Lord, for washing me. Come on. Thank you, Lord, for washing me. Thank you, Lord, for washing me. Would you all stand with me right now? Get your communion cups. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Get your wafers out. Just take the 
little peel off the top, very, and get your wafer out. This wafer is just a representation of the body of our Lord that was bruised for us. Yesterday morning, I was sitting on my bed, and it just came to me very vividly. What would it feel like if someone had a crown with knives in it and pressed it on my, my forehead into my skull? Would I keep a good attitude? Would I cuss? Would I tell them about their mama? Would I scream, this is injustice? And let that anger turn into something sour in my spirit? Or will I worship on the pressure? He did. He did. He did. On the pressure. Then even as he got on the cross, asked for water. You know what they gave him? A piece of sponge filled with vinegar. They stuck a spear in his side and blood came out. And in that moment, he looks across at one person who was hanging on the cross with him that did something wrong. He was dying in the right way for the right reason. But he asked God to forgive him. And in that moment, in the midst of what he was carrying in his own body, he said, today you're going to be with me in paradise. That's, what, that's the God I'm serving. That's the God I'm serving. The God that looks at my mess and says, I still love you, son. He looks at my mess ups and doesn't disown me. How many of you are happy that God has not disowned you? That God has not disowned you? That God has not disowned you? Lord, as we celebrate what you did on Calvary this morning, we ask you to watch us, purify us, cleanse us, bring us to a deeper understanding of your love. We sanctify ourselves and sanctify these offerings, these, uh, this communion, these emblems, and we say we do it in honor of the work that you did for us. In Jesus' name, would you eat with me? In honor of the blood that was shed when they stuck the spear in his side, as his body was losing life, he was saying, forgive them, Papa. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> what a God. What a God. As he was losing life, he was given life. As he was losing life, he was given life. And praise God, I am one of those that got it. I'm one of those that got it. I received life this morning. I received life. I received life. Would you celebrate with me? Woo! Would you just take a moment and just tell him, I receive life. I receive my life. I receive life. I receive life. That's how we're closing. I receive life. 
I receive life. Thank you, Lord. In the midst of my mess, you are losing life and blood and at the same time giving me life eternally. I receive life. I receive life. Would you just say that? Speak it into the atmosphere. I receive life. 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 Thank you, Jesus. 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 Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for the freedom to worship. Thank you for allowing us this time in the sanctuary this morning to be reminded that your word has never been taken back. You said you will, you will, you will be with us. You would never leave us. You would not forsake us. You said you would be with us to the very end. And we receive life. We receive life. This morning as we dismantle this we leave this place of worship. We commit our minds, our emotions, our bodies, our spirits to you. We ask for your covering. We ask for your protection. We ask for your joy, unspeakable, full of glory, to permeate our lives, our homes, our cars, our jobs, wherever we go, so that our faces would be the picture of Jesus and not the frustration of what we go through. Father, we thank you today for being such a wonderful Lord. Take glory and honor and praise for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Would you give God a high praise as you greet the people next to you? Hey! Hallelujah!